0: So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. So sometimes something happens in your life and you just go, huh, how did that happen? I wasn't expecting that. Even though you want it to happen and you're not sure why it's happening to you. But then you realize that so much of what you've been putting your effort to is exactly what you wanted to happen. But you don't want it to be a really big thing, but yet here it is. It becomes a big thing. And before you know it, you got a song, you got an album, and you start really talking about stuff that, well, people need to hear about and probably need to hear about more than we've ever had to hear about it. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and welcome to another beautiful, exciting, fun episode of Life Uncloseted. And I know that sounds really self-serving, but I love this show. I love what we get to do. I love the people we get to bring on. And today I'm bringing an artist on who has a brand new album out, came out at the end of 2021. Can you believe we're already into 2022? It's crazy. But um, she's really excited about this, but she didn't see this really coming, but she's like, oh my gosh, this is happening. It's really going down. Her name is Elisa Nicholas. Her album is called the year of the locust and I'm not going to tell you a whole lot else about her because I know what's kind of coming, but I like, like introducing and being surprised just like y'all. So Alisa, welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Hey Rick, it is so wonderful to be here and just so uh, grateful.
0: Yeah. And we were talking before we came on there, like, it's so interesting how things happen and you're like, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't expecting this, but now, Hey, here we go. And, um, Sometimes it's kind of like coming out. You're like, ah, okay, well, right. that's kind of scary. And then, okay, well, that happened. And some of it went really well. Other of it was a, like a complete shit show. But hey, yeah. we'll take the very well and wipe the shit show away and move right. on. So, So new album, all this sort of stuff. And I'm curious because is this always... Kind of been something in you like, hey, I'm going to be a songwriter and produce an album.
1: Yeah, I've been a musician probably since I was I would say since I was a little kid, we uh-huh. mom was a piano player. Everybody in my family played pretty much everybody except my dad, although he started playing uh, piano, too. Uh, but everyone plays an instrument in my family. And, uh, and so music was a really big part of that. Uh, I started writing my own songs when I was actually pretty, pretty young. I just made things up on the piano. And mm. then uh, before I knew it, I, I had some friends who had some recording equipment, and I—that to me was just total black magic. Wow! Right, the, the idea that you could stack and stack and stack and stack right. sounds uh, on each other to make things that were really rich and uh, compelling, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've been recording for a really long time, and you know, in that in that time, I've worked on other people's records. I've been, you know, I, I'm a producer and an engineer when I'm. Uh, not doing my own thing yeah, uh, and uh yeah i i've always i would say i've always been a musician <laughs> probably even before i knew i was a musician
0: it's interesting to hear people say something like that because somebody said to me like so have you always wanted to be a speaker in a podcast I'm like mm, no but <laughs> it kind of fits it kind of feels right you know right and uh I know it happened because I was, I was, so I, I used to play the piano. I do say I used to don't really touch it anymore. And sometimes I see a piano. I'm like, I'm afraid, I'm really afraid to even attempt to go do it. But I know it'll be like riding a bike. I know it would. (laughs) Once I, once I get back on, I could do it. Yeah. I I played the piano, like from uh, probably four or five years old till I was like 20, 18, 19, 20, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. And I quit playing when I got to college and it was for a freaking grade. I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to do this for a grade, you know? And it was brutal because I, I was in a church church college and it's like, you will play these hymns. I'm like, I don't want to fucking play a hymn. I want to like, <laughs> let's rock this thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's literally why I lost my appeal. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Now, then of course I got in the theater then and I was a late bloomer. I seemed to be the late bloomer. I came out late in life. I started dancing when I was like 17. I mean, who the fuck starts dancing when they're 17 years old, you know? I love and, it. And so I don't know, it's always been that interesting thing, but I love hearing these stories about, yeah, it's always been part of who I am and how I show yeah. up in the world. So I,
1: I think for I think for me that the journey music has been as interesting as, as my my LGBTQ story too. You know, I, I think, you know, you're trying to discover who you are um, as a kid, you know, and as a young adult and I, I think for me, that was a real struggle really early on, like trying to make music and, mm-hmm. and, and figure out who you who you are as a person. And and for me, I had a lot of I don't really identify as anything in particular, although I've had relationships with both men and women. Um, and it's I think I only got, you know, later in life started to feel incredibly comfortable in my skin and now i'm like oh i'm just who i am at this point right right?" um
0: that's me i'm like this is what you get you don't like it there's (laughs) there's the door get the fuck out of my way yeah (laughs) because i i don't have time for this anymore i'm just i'm 58 years old not saying like i'm an asshole but it's like it's who i am
1: So, and
0: I'm, I'm totally cool with it too. You
1: just don't have time for BS anymore. It's like, uh, no, no, there's room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I can totally improve, but I don't have time for BS.
1: Right. And I, I don't, I don't feel the need to categorize myself. And I think that really happened with my music too. I remember I used, I used to think, you know, when I was in my twenties that, uh, I wanted to sound like particular bands, right. I'd be listening to particular kind of bands and, and, and trying to, to mimic their style and, Uh, And I think with this record, I just kind of threw that all out the window, right? Um,
0: Isn't that freeing, though?
1: It's really strange. I didn't, I used to think, okay, I better have a form that goes Uh A-A-B-A or A-A-B-C, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, And for this record, like all the songs that I wrote for it, I didn't do that at all. Hmm. Not at all. Like the very first song on the record probably should have another verse, but it doesn't. It just goes to an outro that's really really long and i love it that way so Cause, cool because the subject matter about it is you don't know what's going to happen to this fucked up person all right. right it's about this person who comes to town they steal the midnight mass money they make you go to town and to buy drugs and then but you still love them for some reason that's mm-hmm. what that first song is about right and so it's and that's really what the whole record is about like all the people that are that are that are arguably questionable in your life, like, you know, with their values or what, maybe what they've done. Sometimes we don't get to to, to choose whether or not we love people. We okay. just do faults and all. And so that's really what, that's what the record is really about.
0: But it's so interesting of the giving yourself that freedom, because yeah. as we come out of the closet, that's what we do. We give ourselves the freedom mm-hmm. to fly and say, here's who I am. This is how I'm going to show up. And I remember okay. as I started really figuring that piece out and it's probably, you know, why this podcast and my other podcasts have become like, they're my babies. They're like, this is where I get to play. This is where I'm like, I don't care. I really, and okay. I, do I have millions of downloads? No, but that, that's not what I'm doing this. I'm doing this because this is what I want to do to express myself and allow my guests to come express themselves fully and I remember that, you know, people have heard this, but I'm gonna say it again. Man, those first few shows just sucked like big time. I was like, here's the script to do this. Here's my podcast voice, you know? And I'm like, this is bullshit, Rick. That's not who you are. And now I've really gotten to the place where I'm just like super, super free. I mean, you just listen to, go listen to the gay man's podcast. It's like off the charts. It's like, okay, bitches, you really, you say you want a freaking relationship you can't keep your dick in your pants because it's Friday night. I got to get late, I got to go. Get... You don't want a relationship. So let's, you know, <laughs> but it's part of being real. It's part of being uncloseting yourself, like truly. And right. I know as I was reading about you and listening to some of the music, I'm like, this is total like freedom, like just being totally free to go do that thing that brings you alive. Not because somebody else said, elisa you need to fit into this box and go do it this way
1: you know i was i i actually hired a producer for this record and he and i have known each other for a really long time and you know i gave him some latitude with things that he could do he's he's a he likes to stack things on music too and make them you know put his put his thumbprint on the on those things but i gave him a little less room to maneuver this time because Mm -hmm. mostly it was me right Mm -hmm. um most of the parts in there I, I did. I wanted things to have a particular sound and, and it was, you know, after a while you lose perspective on your own stuff, you listen Absolutely. to it so much. So it's been incredibly validating to have, number one, so many incredible reviews of the record mm-hmm. uh, and for people to say things about it that I just never expected. Um, and uh, and so that again, that's just incredibly validating. But I, I would say, this, this is probably the album I'm the most proud of. And I put out a lot mm. of music over the years, you know, and, and during the pandemic, I, I've, we've been putting out, I've been putting out so much music for Bravehearts for Broadway. And I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, I've heard of it.
0: So let's dive into that. Explain. Yeah, to you, sure. know, Let's explain to the audience what that is. I love it. I know what it is, but I think it's always, it's always interesting to hear, you know, how people talk about this. So go sure. ahead.
1: So I have a friend. And he is your only uh, friend.
0: Just say it. I okay. have a friend. My only friend in the friend. whole world. Yeah.
1: My only friend in the whole world. I have a really good friend. Uh his name is Michael Merritt. And he is um an emergency room nurse. And he was a, an emergency room nurse in the middle of the pandemic in New York. I mean, at the very worst time. And um and he's also a fan of Broadway. He loves broadway he actually when he's not nursing he's writing scripts for for broadway shows and i've written music for some of his shows uh, they haven't none of them have made it to uh at least those that haven't made it to broadway yet or even off broadway but in the middle of the pandemic he was really upset about um you know broadway closing and a lot of his friends in new york were out yep. of work they needed money you know they needed uh stuff for their kids or to take care of uh, elderly parents right in new york city yep and he wanted to do something about it and so he called me one day and he said at least i've got this idea <laughs> and i'm like uh-oh michael's mm-hmm. got another idea and his idea was to bring together the broadway community and we're talking the broadway community right, right. so uh, uh and and also the the frontline healthcare worker community mm-hmm. and we put a casting call out there to see who would show up. And it just ama- it's amazing who <laughs> it showed up. People from all over the world, from England, Australia, uh, all over the country, nurses and doctors. I mean, we had these Harvard doctors. I've got one Harvard doctor who I, I'm like, why are you even doctoring? You could be a huge star right now with that voice that wow. you've got. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name or not. Um, and we wrote, uh, we did, our first online show is Bravehearts for Broadway. It was on Playbill.com, and we had a ton of folks uh, uh, support us. Billy Porter was part of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, we had just uh, a, a royalty from, from Broadway uh, be part of our show, wow, which is crazy. Awesome. And I, I wrote some original music with the music director and with a bunch of other really great musicians. Uh, uh, for that and it was incredible. We raised we raised money. I don't know how much money we, we raised and we did another show we raised we raised some money for that as well and um, and it's just been an ongoing project because of course the pandemic's still going on.
0: right, of course. Unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately. but' so it's, that's, it, that's, it that's is one of those interesting
0: Broadway. things that you you think this is what you're going to do and then suddenly here comes an opportunity. This is why this podcast came out of a friend of mine saying, I think you should do a podcast. I'm like, no way. Uh-uh. I, that's not who I am. I'm never going to be that. She's been a big, she's kind of brought shows. She brought me that and she brought me my very first national TV spot too. And I'm like, ah, uh-uh, I'm not getting on national TV. I'm not. Of course I went on Ricky Lake show. I'm like, I really can't believe I'm going on the Ricky Lake, but this was before. I mean, this was the second Ricky Lake, not the crazy one. I shouldn't say that all the time. Cause I she was great. She was wonderful. But <laughs> But um, it was just, it's so interesting to think you're on this one path and then suddenly stuff shows up, which is always another part of this whole living right. your life uncloseted, realizing the moment you open the door to living your life, you know, like, and I also say unapologetically, you're in the flow. You, you, yeah. you say, I'm going to accept. And now that means there's going to be some bumps along the road too. And some stuff you're going to kill. I didn't want to really do that, but you know, hey, I think it about it.
1: Yeah, I think about it now, like uh, even in any like any semblance of being closeted. Uh, you know, and I, I think I think about my, my life now and how I feel. I feel free with anybody I'm with. Right. Uh, uh, any friends I'm with, I can say, you know, I'm watching TV and I go, oh, look, there's Brad Pitt, isn't he good looking? And then here comes Dua Lipa and oh, my God, she's gorgeous. It doesn't matter to me like right uh and and my friends and my and my and my family they you know they know who I am at this point point. Uh, and well, hell, I know who I am too,
0: <laughs> yes, but that's the big thing is when you start to know who you it's so funny because i was I was having this conversation um last actually last night with um have a game have a gay, gay man, two gay men's chats, and no guys it's not like hey let's chat and get off no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well we kind of do get off it's like we get off on really being truthful about it ourselves yep. and our honesty and everything and we were having a conversation around you know valentine's day and all that sort of stuff and being single and all this sort of stuff and i said but here's the thing if you owned that hey i own i'm single and i own that i'm cool with that or i own that i'm really bummed about that mm-hmm. own your truth own your truth Yep. Because guess what? As soon as you own your truth, I don't care what the fuck it is. It suddenly becomes a lot easier because, okay, yeah. now I've admitted this is where I'm at, you know? And I remember when I finally said, okay, sure, I'm going to do the podcast. And of course, then I got into, okay, it's got to be the radio voice. And I'm like, you know, I, I, yeah. I almost don't even, I want to almost like go get rid of the first three episodes. I'm like, no, that that there's <laughs> the magic. There's when, you know, everything started like, okay, this isn't really. And one of my friends actually said, I love you. I really like you, but who the fuck is that guy on those first three
1: episodes?
0: (laughs) Like I have never heard that voice come out of you. And so then what, but what's been interesting is because of that, suddenly down the road, I got approached for like, do you do voiceover work? I'm like, no, not really. No. Well, you should. I'm like, I don't think so. And they're like, did you notice you just said, I don't think so. You threw your voice. I'm like, well, I throw my voice all the time. We're like, that's why you should be doing voiceover. Cause you're really, you just do this naturally. And it's like, am I like, okay. And so it's, again, these things that you're like, Oh, I don't even think about this stuff, but he- to all of us who've been in the closet, yeah. it's an extension of how we hide ourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: And I know, you know, this coming out piece is always going to be with us. I don't care how old we have, how many records we have every it, almost every interview I've had with anybody who's especially artistic, creative, we have those conversations. Like, yeah, there's the there's the little gay voice that shows up right before like an album's going to come out. Nobody's going to like it. Nobody's going to love it. You really should. And then suddenly, it's like fuck it. It's going. It's happening right. because it's like okay, the closet door is opening, and here we go again.
1: So. Yeah. You know, you know what I like to tell folks to uh, my other musician friends and and people in general, you know, when you put a record out, once it, it goes out there right for public consumption, it's really kind of no longer yours. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, no. it belongs to everyone at that point, no. you know, and an interesting thing is uh, over the years, over the recent years, especially is I've been uh, things I used to not think about so much. Um, Especially as it relates to music, like my Asian-ness, you know, the fact that I'm a Philippi- a Canadian, Filipino, uh, M- American, and a Midwesterner at that, right?
0: Oh my goodness, that's a mouthful.
1: That's a mouthful. I, I never used to think about those things, but, you right. know, the PR, my PR folks, they were like, ooh, that's all really interesting stuff, believe it or not, Elisa, because, mm. you know, here you are giving visibility to all these things, right? And you don't even think about it. Right, but now I'm I'm a little bit more conscious of it than I was before. Well, the fact that I'm an Asian and I, I'm a musician, you know, and I'm I'm a pretty yeah.
0: But but let's get real about it. I mean, it's yeah. been given life because now it's part of you know American fabric that this this shit's got to get talked about or it's going to be put away in some book burning somewhere. So let's just, uh, I'm gonna oh. go there.
1: <laughs> right. <sighs> <sighs> you
0: know yeah, don't say the don't say the g word in florida because if we don't say it it doesn't exist i'm like fuck you i'm as gay 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 as they come so <laughs> and i don't know where florida would be without a lot of the gays who send their cruise ships out and wilton manors and miami be- I mean miami like, would hello. not be the
1: same town without the gays no. actually no uh-huh. town in 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 florida would be the same. Without Actually, gay.
0: no. No town in the world would be the same without the gays. I mean, you know,
1: they call so the the little area that I live in in Columbus, Ohio. It's called Clintonville, and it has the highest per capita, uh, I think, gay population in I don't know how many cities around wow. us, but it, but definitely in Ohio. That's
0: interesting. Uh, just in our,
1: just in our little, I think. But this I is because
0: have- it's it's meant to be like just be who we are. I mean, why would yeah. we, you know. We shouldn't have to hide. We just absolutely should not have to hide. And I hate it that we're kind of possibly playing with some of that again. It's like, I thought we'd come so far, people. And now here we are, you know. But again, I'm like, you can burn all the fucking books you want. But hmm, <laughs> we're not going away. <laughs> and all those kiddies who don't get to read those books, guess what? There's a whole troop of gay, lesbian, trans kids yeah. that are still going to come out of the closet because those book burnings didn't make it not happen. So, yeah. Right. Um, what was the most challenging thing about your own coming out journey?
1: my parents probably you know i I damn those I had,
0: parents you yeah know. i had
1: a i had a high school girlfriend and a boyfriend <laughs> I had a high school girlfriend who i was who was you know i was hanging out with her behind my parents' back you know uh and they i they knew what was going on right they knew what was going on and but they they really did not want that for me right mm-hmm. and I think the way that they showed their displeasure is just by being angry about it you know yep uh and that's just a hard thing to deal with when you're a kid because you want to be yourself right Mm -hmm. but every time you're like wanting to show joy about this relationship that you're in your parents are pissed off about it yeah uh so that's a hard thing to try and reconcile as a kid so very hard yeah that caused a lot of confusion for me you know as a young adult and as a kid but then the other part of me too you know I was like, no, oh, I did have a high school boyfriend that I did love. And I did have a crush on that boy down the street. So what is up with that? Right. And I, as I got older, I realized I didn't have, to, I didn't have to choose. I didn't have, I didn't have to choose. It's like, why would you? Yes. <laughs> right?
0: But honestly, in our own community, there's a lot of pick a lane, pick a lane, pick a I lane. I know,
1: I know. Um, you know
0: especially i mean not only does it come up in the bisexuals but like oh no you can't be in a monogamous relationship and and have a you know play on the side or have a it's like you don't have to have either monogamous or open it's it just let somebody else be who they are you go do you boo you know yeah. literally go do you and quit being so freaking judgmental and i love my community but man sometimes we can be the most judgmental bitches on the planet but then oh, we like sure. get re- pissed off at everybody else who's yeah. judging us
1: yeah i remember i had i had a i had a roommate uh woman uh roommate and she found out i was dating a man and she she said to me i didn't know you were dating a man and i'm like <laughs> yeah she's like if i had known you date men i never would have let you live with me and i was like what <laughs> what what is that so you know
0: uh, oh, I had that ex- a similar experience. I had a guy in a bar tell me one night, this was right after I came out. Uh, I said, oh, well, it's great talking to you. I mean, it was going really well. I wasn't planning on getting laid that night. It was like, hey, I actually am having a kind of, the kind of conversation. I'm like, oh, this might be dating material. I said, hey, I hate to have to go, but I, I got to go get my kids. You have kids? I'm like, yeah, I have two kids. Did you adopt? No, they're my children. Oh so you you had a woman yes oh so you're a breeder and he literally he literally said you're a breeder and spun his little queer ass and walked away i was just like oh my goodness okay i'm sorry my my wiki went into the pussy but it happens (laughs) i mean i'm sorry it happens I know. And ever since then, I'm like, okay. When I when I meet a guy, I mean, right after that, I kind of became real bitchy. I'm like, I went to the bar like the next weekend. I didn't have kids. I'm like, okay, maybe I get lucky tonight. Right? <laughs> and so, this guy walks up, really nice looking. I'm like, okay. And I was in a mood because I had a shitty day at work. I'm like, we start talking. I'm like, okay. Before this goes any further, let me just clear the air. I was married to a woman. I have two kids. Is there a problem? <laughs> He's like, wow, what's wrong? <laughs> I'm like, because I was here a week ago and some guy um, got all over my shit because of that. He yeah. goes, I find that kind of sexy. And I'm like, hallelujah. I'm getting late tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I didn't, but, <laughs> awesome. but it was like, it was like, I just, again, I, and I, you know what? At least I almost feel like those were the moments. I mean, I already had enough trouble coming out and with my family and all that sort of stuff because I came out at 19, and came out at 36, all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't need my own community pulling this same crap on me. I just really don't. And that's when I know I started like, like this is who I am. Plain and simple. You
1: you know, and I, I think, I think even in our own community, I would say even amongst my, uh, my own friends, you know, after a while, people start to fall off. Right. Mm -hmm. Who don't accept you and everything that you are. Um, Yep. Right. If they're going to make you feel bad, why hang out with them? Right. Um, I don't so, need the yeah. negative energy. No, you don't. <laughs> no one needs the negative energy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, everything related to this album. You know, and and just making the the conscious decision uh, for me. Like every single interview that I've done, I think we've talked about LGBTQ. with Pretty almost every every magazine interview that we've done, and mm-hmm. um, and oh my gosh, and I've never done that before. That was like. Not that I wasn't going to bring that topic up. Right. Right. Uh, uh, But just being able to talk about it, to your point, so incredibly freeing. Right. And even when I'm just responding via, you know, with a a Google Doc back to a magazine, I'm like, yeah, this is who I am. This is these are the things that I went through, you know, as a child. Um, These these are the things that inform who I am now and uh, and definitely you know those formative years as a teenager and as a young adult those were hard <laughs> those were pretty hard right uh, I, it took like getting into the getting in kind of with the right crew uh, for me and and starting to have conversations that were that helped me develop a point of view honestly mm-hmm. right that was well hard. and
0: having that point of view that can carry you forward you know i i work with so many so many people in my coaching practice that's the hardest thing is they still are struggling with, well, what's, what's my point of view. I'm waiting for somebody to tell me what my point of view is. I'm like, girl, <laughs> you, you got to figure this out, you know, because that's where your strength comes in. That's where your power is. And you keep, you give away your power when you don't, when you can't hold your point of view. Now, I'm not saying right. that means be an asshole, but I find it really invigorating when somebody says, yeah, this is how I see this.
1: Yep. Yes. Right? This is how I see it
0: you know, doesn't mean you have to embrace it. I mean, that's okay. In fact, I I had a conversation with my father not long ago and God bless him. He's still trying in his own way from time to time. And he's like, I'm going to send you some pamphlets from church. I'm like, he goes, will you read them? I'm like, Nope. (laughs) Well, I think you should. Nope.
1: Oh boy.
0: And said, you know, I'm proud that you believe what you believe, but I, I don't see it that way. He goes, well, I can tell you're irritating me. And I'm like, yep.
1: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Goodbye. You know, so, um, but there's power in that too. I mean, my husband's sitting on the couch listening to that whole conversation. You're like, okay, what? I said, it was pretty good. Uh, He goes, yeah, you didn't like lose your shit, man. I'm like, nope. (laughs) I was definitely in a, yep, yep, nope, nope, bye.
1: Saying yes and no to things, that's a point of view, right? If you say yes to something, that's a point of view. If you say no. That's a point of view.
0: Yeah, I was going to say no to Lisa coming on. I'm like, nope, (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting when you do take a stand because you give yourself confidence, number one, I believe. Mm -hmm. You show that piece of yourself that says, I'm true to me. I'm not being a jerk, I'm being true to me. And it's tough because coming out is one of those, like, I'm going to be true to me. And it's going to be a Yes now yeah. does it have to be a full yes no you know i love the i love people who come to work with me and i do i love everyone i'm like well just tell me what to do i'm like bitch i can't tell you what to do <laughs> i want to yeah. but it's not gonna work just because it worked for me or it worked for another client doesn't mean it's gonna. you got to align it with what's going to work for you it'd be like me saying okay lisa here's the music i want you to make do this 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 and this and you'd be like nope <laughs>
1: yeah. oh i've been there I've been there.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure. In the music I've been business, there. For sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I've had I've had producers tell me, "Oh no, that song's not going to work." Or, or, well, it's been really
0: interesting because I've interviewed quite a few country music singers who are okay. you know, LGBTQ, and they're like, "Oh, you can't imagine." Like, well, we like you. We like your tone. We like this, we like that. But, <laughs> yeah, you can't play the gay card. You can't do this. And they're like, "Okay, then I guess I hey, adios." Yeah. You know, uh,
1: there's an artist out right now, and he's uh, he's he's like a favorite of Elton John, which I'm really he's I think he's from here and uh, from in Central Ohio. Aaron Lee Tastian. Have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm-mm, no, um, I, I will send you the link to his music. Uh, and he 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 came out really in this last record. And of course, it got um, just a ton of
0: like, oh, my gosh, right.
1: you know, uh, I think one of the lines in the, one of the songs is I broke up with my girlfriend to go out with my boyfriend you know Ooh,
0: scandalous yeah.
1: scandalous uh and it's just a beautiful record too it's mm. a beautiful record and and you can tell he's he just put it all out there and of course now it's his most famous right, most course. popular record right.
0: <laughs> but but the thing is is here's the thing that i think is so interesting too is you know y- you're telling us your your story he's telling his story through music and unfortunately there's a lot of young people or people in general who will hear these things and like oh well you got to do something really big no you don't oh no you don't He's just small little like okay here's who i am you know
1: small small moves even even if you you know small moves like right right oh it's so much
0: it's just so much it's so much simpler when you don't put the pressure on yourself like okay It's got to be this big thing, you know? Now, of course, if you're one of those that's like, I need the rainbow flags and the confetti. Okay. Well go make that happen. Good on you. But (laughs) you don't have to have all, you just don't have to have the pomp and circumstances to be yourself. And I'll I'll never forget. I said that one time on a stage at a college. And this wasn't, this was when I had started speaking, like, not just to the, the queer community. I was like speaking to like college students in general about being themselves and I said, you know, we all work so hard to get through high school just for the big pomp and circumstances of that graduation day. So that what we can come here and guess what? You're the little <laughs> kid in the big pond and you don't mean shit. <laughs> and I said, there is no pomp and circumstance to being a freshman in college. So swallow that one. And, yes. get and then, of course, you know, I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said shit on stage. <laughs> but it was like, it was in that moment. And I mean, I had students coming up afterwards like, Oh my gosh! You—it's like you were reading my mind. I'm like right. I was the big guy on campus, and now I'm nobody. I'm you like, said uh-huh. what I was
1: thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I—I yeah, I think, I think those those small, those small things that you can do as an LGBTQ person, right? Uh, I'll give you one example. I—I I go and get uh, massages from my massage therapist on a regular basis, and one day, one day she's working on me or whatever. And we were talking about, you know, when I was in school, and I said, you know, I used to have this, uh, I used to have a terrible crush on my, on one of my history professors, and I went to her house to trick or treat, and she stopped working on me for a second, and she said, uh, her house? I said, yeah. And she started again, and then afterwards, she's like, I knew it, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm so glad you just said, but it was just one little thing right yeah. i went to my college professor's house to go trick-or-treating it was so yep. stupid i'm you, you know you shouldn't do that when you're 20 years old <laughs> but when you hey, go, whatever you, works right Whatever. But, works. I, I,
0: but it is the little things and i think it's that's little the little thing it's the beautiful thing of like realizing whatever your impact may be in the world whether it's being a musician and writing songs you know doing something for broadway to help people like make it through the pandemic yep I mean, you guys had no idea that would take off the way it did, but it's always the little things. And I will, I will always remember, and I've told this story, but it's been a while since I shared it. Um, right after my husband and I bought our first house together and the house was probably less than a half a mile from our daughter's elementary school. And I worked from home back. I mean, I was working from, <laughs> I was doing the gray sweat pat, like <laughs> zoom thing long before it was fashionable and <laughs> So I'm working from home. So yeah, I'd walk to go get the kids. I ended up being like, you know, soccer daddy. That I'm like, okay, I had a house full of kids, two days a week. That I was the one who picked up all our friends' kids, and everybody came to my house. All this sort of stuff. I love it. I remember it. the first time I went, I'm like, I'm going to volunteer. Hey, I've got time. I can volunteer to work in the classroom.
1: Oh, I can't. Of course, work I walk kids.
0: in. I'm the only guy, of course. And I, it, we, there was like these pods. So in the center of the pod was where all of us kind of did stuff for the classrooms, and then it would be like four classrooms around us and i walk in i'm like hey i'm here to volunteer i'm rick and i'm like oh oh a guy i'm like yeah i'm gonna stay at home dad oh okay chatter 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 so what did you and your wife do this week oh my husband and i went to temecula and went wine tasting i just kept going and there was like this like deafening silence in the room <laughs> and oh. i just looked at this one gal and i she was like smiling i'm like okay she's either a a lesbian <laughs> Where she's like, we have our token gay. We have our
1: token gay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the next thing I know, it's like, oh my God, I was like the hot commodity on the country school campus. is like, we have a gay dad. We have a gay dad. I'm like, well, bitch, there's about four of us with kids here. You just don't realize it. So, you know, it's like, I know. Hey. but I know. it was the littlest thing that, like, oh, wow. Now, there were some that were like, mm, no right we don't talk and, about this in church on sunday i'm like well
1: I, and i think Church lady that's
0: up to you not to talk about it but
1: it's you know the more that we just speak the truth and in it you know and be normal quote unquote normal about it right it's just right. you know it's 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 shop talk it's talk it's water cooler talk yep right you talk about well let's see you know me and my husband or me and my girlfriend whatever right what did this this weekend uh, the more you do that and give visibility that to that, the less of a, a, a scandal it becomes, right?
0: Okay. <laughs> if
1: you're talking about it every week, and I,
0: I believe in using my LGBTQ scandal when I want to use it as a scandal, <laughs> not when the world wants to use it as a scandal. Yeah. Like, okay, you want okay. scandal here? Let me just talk about Miss Graham, Lindsey Graham. Mm. there's some scandal there that nobody wants to seem to talk about but it, it's going to come out one of these days i'm afraid I'm,
1: yeah i that uh, oh gosh you and i'll have to have an offline conversation about <laughs> that <laughs> i have all kinds of questions about that guy i
0: just have so there's so many of them Let, let's just line them up let's just i mean i can't stand her but marley Mar, marjorie taylor mm, i like she is as you know i'm sorry there's some there's some <laughs> There's some some not welcome lesbian in that woman. I'm just saying. I, yes. I, I, I,
1: I think I sometimes I, you know I kind of wonder. I wonder yes. about that one. I wonder yes. about that one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we've now solved the problem of why everybody should be gay. <laughs> why everybody should put it all to music. <laughs> so um but i have had so much fun i i oh my enjoyed gosh. this immensely and i'm so excited okay but before we go i mean where can people get the album what's the next album when yeah are you gonna, when are you gonna tour with bono so, i know that's a biggie but
1: uh, right so i'm gonna tour with bono as soon as i possibly can um right. how'd you know i love him um of course, so, there's,
0: there's gonna be some, you know there's gonna be some young queers like who's who, who's bono what the fuck <laughs> are they talking about <laughs>
1: Right, you're 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 exactly right. I know. Um, so the plan is to tour in probably the late spring or the early summer, cool, and cool. then um, I am. You can find my record at my website. It's alisanicholas.com yep. uh, or at alisanicholas.bandcamp.com. dot com. And then, of course, I'm on everything: Spotify, Damn. Apple Apple Music.
0: I know us us podcasters and musicians. We're just we're like internet hoes when it comes like ho- just we're put whores. it out, just put it yep. out. You it's know? Every-
1: I- I'm am an internet whore. It's it's yeah. everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's a, and uh, yeah, I think we're going to start working on new music probably in the springtime. I've already got cool. some new things. I already told told my producer I really want to start working on that stuff. So so yeah, nice. lots of things coming. I can't wait to tour. That's going to be exciting. So that'll be cool. Yeah, we I'll be cool. in California at some point. Okay. And
0: I'm, I'll make sure I leave the state then when you're coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put some people, I'm going to send you some links to, I'm going to uh, get you in touch with uh, Michael Merritt from okay. Brave Hearts for Broadway. You awesome. to talk to this guy.
0: I would love to, I would love yeah. to, because okay. the whole point of this podcast is there's lots of them, but the more we can have these conversations, the more we can laugh and have fun and go, see, we're just actually, we're like, we're like a lot of people. We're like a lot of people who aren't laughing these days yeah. because we make fun. We have a good time doing it, but it's also about opening yourself up to be exactly who you are. And if right. that's all somebody takes away from these conversations is like, okay, they showed me I can be myself and I'm okay. Yeah. That's what I want this whole journey to be about. So um, and I would love to see you. If you come to California, we 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 definitely we gotta hook up since you you've done guys, you've done gals. I mean, I've done guys, I've done gals. So, you know, hey, we kind of have a commonality here. You know, you never know, a drunken stupor. We might go, okay, sure, why oh, not, right? Let's, Yeah. So, but uh um, I, I always get the straight guys when they're like, so never a woman. I'm like, did I say never a woman? I'm like, you know, and then suddenly they're like no wait, just to, no. This is my domain. I'm like, don't worry. I'm not gonna try to pick up some woman in a bar that you're trying to book up. Well, maybe. Um, no. <laughs> just to screw with them because they're like, Oh my gosh. and of course they always get jealous, like you know, you know, with straight women, gay what? man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and yes. the straight guys are like, What is it with you guys? I'm like, I don't know. It's the pheromones, I guess. I'm, I don't know.
1: It's let it's me buy bo- let me bottle
0: let me bottle the scent and sell it to you straight bastards and make a lot of money.
1: You, know? you, you could, it's, it's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, this has been absolutely delightful and fun. I needed to laugh today and helped you helped me do that. And I can't wait for you all to hear Lisa, all the stuff's going to be on the po- on the website podcast links to her music links to where you can connect with her. Go out, support artists. They make the world go round. They make it better, even when times are "quote unquote" shit. Um, they kept the pandemic times moving. I gotta say, yep. artists and creatives really kept things going during. Well, it's not over with, but they helped the pandemic move along, not in a bad way, like in a good way. So, again, thank you so much for being here.
1: And thank you, Rick. I really sharing
0: it. sharing beautifully yourself. It's been great. So, okay okay we're done you have to go you have to leave now i'm just kidding so thanks everybody for being here and don't forget to keep listening to life on we've got new guests coming every week and you never know what's going to be the next one around the corner that's going to inspire you to live your life no excuses no fears and no apologies hey hey life uncloseted family another episode of life uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us